I'm Matt Garrafisher, and this is the Burn From Within show. Each week, I interview inspiring people who have changed their career or life to light up inside. So if you want to get excited about your Mondays, work on meaningful projects, and have more time for the passions and people that matter to you, stay tuned. On this week's episode, I have Nishit Shah, founder of Thought Labs and co-founder of the Global NLP Conference India, and someone I've worked with in training people how to become aware of their own mind's source code and the structure of our human experience, taking people beyond their comfort zones at retreats in the Swiss Alps and the Indian Himalayas and elsewhere around the world. This conversation is all about dealing with unexpected events in life like the very present COVID strain in June 2021 and lockdowns in India, where Nishit is based. And also in his own career, which didn't go as he expected it would. There is a lot of principles around ways of thinking in this conversation about career change and life change. And I hope you gain as much wisdom around how to think as I did from this. The full show notes and videos of other interviews are available at burnfromwithin.com forward slash interviews so listen all the way through and enjoy and i'm really excited to share your story and some of this kind of structure around your thinking today and and in particular right now you're in india and there is a obviously a global pandemic but it's particularly the indian strain of the viruses everyone's been seeing it around the world on the news and it's particularly tough in india in the communities there before we get into like an interview about your life what how have you found this experience living in india yourself and, and the people that you know um, and I guess what lessons have, have you learned in your own life from this experience that you might be able to take from this going out of the pandemic yeah it's been difficult for sure specifically because I didn't know this happened because I was I was on a in the mountains on an expedition and so I I was up and we didn't have network for three weeks and it was challenging then but when I did go to the mountains in India there was nothing we had 3,000 cases a day in this whole big country with this population. So relatively, it was nothing. And when I came back after three weeks and switched on my phone, the first thing that I saw was that that 3,000 down to 400,000 in just a matter of three weeks. And I, I, I went to like, what happened? How did it all suddenly, it, it almost felt like hell break broke loose. And my experience in the mountain was such that I was looking forward to coming back because we had a really difficult time in the mountain because of the snowstorm. And I was really looking forward to coming back home and really just getting a massage done and going to the spa and all of that. But I was, I literally came back in the lockdown and everything was shut. And so I sort of felt like I was moving from one challenge to another challenge without really having a breather. It was like just moving from one to another. And that was particularly challenging because one, I didn't see it coming and I wasn't expecting it. And it's just something that happened. And the biggest lesson that I could learn from this was acceptance. There was just literally nothing I could do about it. Initially, I did feel helpless. I felt frustrated because I couldn't help people. I couldn't do 
uh, it got it got a bit sad even looking at the news and social media because every now and then I would hear that someone's passed away and someone's someone's died and it just and I couldn't do anything to help or support or and it was just frustrating. The most important thing that came out of this was just acceptance that how I can accept this and what are some of the things that are in my control that I can pay attention to and focus on that. So we started doing some support sessions uh, for people and so on. So paying attention to my things that I can control and the things that I can pay attention to. And then accept that this is what it is and we can just do the best to shift it and change it. Great lessons to be learned. And you're a master trainer of NLP and very aware of the structure of your experience and what's going on and attuned to um, recognizing that pattern of acceptance in, in this moment right now during COVID in India. A number of years ago, before you even started learning NLP, you got offered a place at, at NASA, the, the space agency. And unfortunately, due to some personal challenges, you weren't able to take up that career. And as you talk about acceptance now, and with this kind of clarity of, of thought and being aware of structure, uh, of your experience through through neurolinguistic programming. Back then, you didn't have that awareness, that, definitely not that training. How did you deal with, I guess, that career that was offered you almost being, being taken away? And how did you respond? And I guess a follow-up to that is, if you're in that same situation now, what would you do differently? So in that moment, so first of all, just to give the context to this internship in NASA because of the project that I had worked on, and uh, yeah, that was one of the biggest uh, drive for me to live my life at that point, to, to either become astronaut or contribute to the space exploration. That's what kids do, right? We, we want to become astronauts. And I really pursued that and worked towards that and just, just couldn't get there. At that point, I definitely didn't know the structure of acceptance. At that point, I was angry and I was frustrated because it's something I could have done. It's something that was there for me to do it and I couldn't do it. And that was really difficult and frustrating. So I did still pursue engineering, but it took me a couple of years to really deal with it. Because by that time I'd lost interest in engineering because in my head I went like the purpose to do engineering was to become an astronaut. And if I can't be an astronaut, then what's the purpose of doing engineering anymore? And so my interest in engineering was completely lost. And and yeah, it took me two, three years to really focus on that, really get over it. If I if you ask me what would I do now, going back to the same situation, I think it's learning this acceptance definitely helps to really accept it and to be able to focus on because the thing that I've learned in life is that there's just not one vision that we have as humans. If we really dig deep, then I'm sure that all of us have multiple visions, multiple experiences, and multiple things that we are passionate about. That's something I didn't know then, but I know now, because as much as I felt that being astronaut was the only thing in the world, and it was the only thing in the world at that time, but when it wasn't there, I learned that I could build a new vision. I could follow something else that I'm interested in and something else that uh, I'm passionate about. And I've, I've Again, at that time, I wasn't sure what that was, but as I explored and I continue exploring, and I was lucky because I, I, I kind of chanced upon this youth organization and they used to work with personal and professional transformation. And I, I found my new calling and I found my new passion. 
And if I were to go back to that situation now, I'd remember this, that there's just not one thing in life. There can be multiple things that I can focus on. Yeah, I, I very much resonate with that. I, I did some training in the last few months with Stanford University professors called Designing Your Life it's around design thinking. And one of the concepts they talk about in life design and career design is what's called odyssey planning. And, and it's a simple exercise. I can, I can share it in the show notes. But it basically, you project your life over the next five years and plan what you want to do over the next five years. And you write down year one, I do this. Year two, I, I might open a restaurant. And year three, I'll grow it and it'll become the next subway, but tastier and that kind of stuff. And but then you do that entire exercise for, for one set of five years, but then you do it again for, for a, a new five years and then you do it one more time. And what it does is it opens up choice that sometimes life gets in the way and there's things that are out of your control that happen and you do have alternatives. And there are many paths to fulfillment, happiness, joy, passion, purpose. And you can plan for it as well if you really are consciously aware of what you want and what you want to contribute to the world then then you can do that and so with with choice and and this kind of realization of choice and you realizing that was a passion that that you had it's interesting you have an unusual career path compared to a lot of people that go to college then they go into their nine to five often corporate roles and do that career you chose what seemed like seems like a passion in NLP how did you decide for that to be your career and did it suddenly become a passion or was it through practice like how did you know that that was your passion and and why did you go after it as a career because it's quite I would say that's a risk it's an unusual and not safe choice yeah I think the biggest reason I went after NLP was way because of the experience with NASA because I was so angry and frustrated and I think the frustration came from the fact that most people just dream about it and I had it and I couldn't get it and I couldn't get over it. I couldn't really figure out a way to get over it. And then like always with some of these things that happen, someone came to me and said, hey, you know what, you should go and do NLP and that will really help you. And so I went and did my NLP course here in Bangalore. And it did really make a lot of sense and it did really help me. It was it was a, quite a profound experience that I had. A lot of things didn't make sense in the first time that I did. It took me a while to get used to it. But I did know that there was something in this. And more than that, I really liked the idea of exploring human potential. I think that's part of the structure of the way I create vision. Most of my goals are like becoming an astronaut is pushing human potential, going to places that as humanity we haven't gone before and that was how i had created my vision currently because i couldn't become astronaut i think the next best thing is to climb everest and i think that also comes from the place of really pushing my my limits and human potential and so i think the structure of my vision creation is under the underlying tone of it is that how can i really push my human my potential and how can i really move out of my comfort zone and and I think doing NLP gave me that experience, and but it also gave me the structure. It gave me the step-by-step process of me helping others do the same. And I think that was really exciting for me. That was really fascinating to be able to do that for others and allow others to really explore their, their mind and to go to limits. And I also realized that as humans, or at least I, but as humans too, we we 
tend to move towards experiences rather than things because when i wanted to become astronaut it wasn't just to be astronaut but that experience that i would get to really look at the planet from a different view that was the experience that i was going for same when i want to climb everest my experiences to be able to see the world and i experienced that adventure and i experienced that thrill and that's what i'm looking for and it's the same sort of experience that i got from working with people the thrill to be able to see someone really reach the maximum limit and so i started paying attention to the experience what's the sort of experience i want to have in life and i knew that engineering and science wasn't that because that's not i wasn't interested in that anymore and so that's why i decided to drop out in the fourth year of my college i didn't really finish engineering after the college just stopped interest and started focusing more on human behavior and nlp and other yeah it's interesting you you became aware of an experience that you liked and and you basically said I want to do more of this I this is something that that lights me up this is something that inspires me energizes me all of that kind of stuff what would you say to people that are trying to find an experience that that does light them up like how do you think they could find that in life my fundamental belief is that people already have this So the context of finding presupposes that they don't have it, and I think I believe that they already have it at certain levels. It just they're just disconnected with these experiences, or it's not in their awareness. So the so the question then I would ask is that how do we really bring that to awareness that they already have? For me, I think looking at some of the moments, and we spoke about this earlier, those defining moments, but the moment that really make you feel alive really you got that really kind of charges you up and these are the moments where you know that you can't you can't sleep you wake up in the morning get out of the bed and this is the thing that you want to do the first thing and not really the the challenge is that people get caught up in the task but it's not about the task it's not about what you're doing or it's not about the things that you do but when you do this task what's the experience that you have what are the emotions that you feel and you would know that because that's why you were doing those tasks once you realize that okay when i feel alive these are the emotions that i feel these are the experiences that i have and that's the experience that you are really passionate about and then that's where you can start paying more attention to them what are some of the then things that you can do or career that you can build that gives you those experiences and it just doesn't have to be one thing because that's also another thing that i realized that people tend to get caught up that when i do this i'll get this experience and that's the only thing that will give me this experience and that's not true like we realize that there are choices and there are so many ways that you can build a career to have that experience more in life i love that absolutely love that and and there's various people that have talked about looking at defining moments i'm reading start with why and find your why by simon sinek he in order to find your purpose and what what you're here on this earth for your why statement he calls it looking back to moments in your life that are both that are significant and that could be positive or that could be negative you know it but it, it's something that means something to you that draws emotion and sparks life from you L- looking at those moments and and actually what are the lessons from that and that's actually part of the beauty of learning nlp is being able to explore those kind of moments and actually get a structure that that can be translated into other contexts in your future career and how you make decisions in the future and it's really great that you actually started talking about defining moments 
And now I know just before we started recording, you, you said you had a conversation with another great um, NLP master, Gene Early, about defining moments. Can you talk a little bit about, and I love talking about structure and, and how people can use structure to help them in their lives and careers. But I also really enjoy sometimes diving into the content and the context around it to share other people's stories. So people really get these techniques and, and, and principles unconsciously. Tell me a little bit about some of your uh, defining moments, whether that's what you've already shared um, with your conversation with Gene or, or even outside. I think one of the biggest defining moments is what we just spoke about in terms of realizing just going through that challenge itself. There was so much learning for me. I seem to think that if I didn't have that challenge, then I would be in a completely different place. But one of one of the things that Gene and I also explored was this idea that a lot of defining moments come from saying yes to stepping into unknown. So you have this sense of vision, but then say yes to stepping into unknown and then opportunities uh, are, are in genes where the pathways automatically emerge. And I think one of those one of those moments definitely for me was to start thinking about... So when I started doing NLP, I really enjoyed it. And I was the lucky one because I felt I'm doing the things that I really want to do and I want to be able to do in my life. And yet it felt uh, incongruent. It felt like there's something that there was something uh, missing, and one of the things that I realized was that as I spent more and more time doing NLP training, I was spending a lot of time in the hotel rooms and in the sessions, and that's that's really not the kind I I imagine I would like to spend my time. Uh, and I really love spending time in the nature and in the mountains, and that's where I wanted to spend more of my time. And that's where one of my defining moments also came because. I suddenly went like, you know what? I've always had this amazing experience when I go on climbing an expedition. And I've learned so much. And what if I could replicate the same experience for people? And <laughs> when I first thought about when I first thought about that in my head, it was like it was one of the craziest idea. I don't even know how it's gonna work or what's gonna work. I I even thought that I might just be going crazy by thinking about something that, you know. What if I could do NLP? In no one's done this before. No one about no one ever has thought about this before, and I, I I just thought that I was going crazy. But that is what we spoke about, and I still that's the life I wanted to live, and that's how I wanted to spend more of my time. That's where I felt congruent, and and that's where I felt congruent, and I I started doing NLP NLP in the Himalayas, and the first time I did that it was such an exceptional experience. And that was a moment of revelation that I can almost club my passions together to move towards the life that I want to build. And mountaineering is one thing and NLP is another thing. How can I bring that together and make it one and create that oneness within me so that I can continue to move towards the life that I want to be? And that that was definitely one of the biggest defining moments of my life to be able to start that and then live that. And I've been doing that consistently and it's been such a great experience. Yeah, the book that comes to mind when you talk about that, and, and I think this is some a book that, that Gene recommended to read, was a bit, I think it's called Build the Bridge as You Walk on It. Is that correct? Building a Bridge as You Walk on It. As yeah. you walk. I can't remember the author's name, but that concept of going into the unknown and but actually taking up the challenge, because a lot of the time in life that that gives you those defining moments and you remember them and, and it sparks emotions and it challenges you and it 
you talked earlier about exploring human potential and that going into those moments actually draws out like more of the human potential that, that you never knew existed. And there's definitely moments in my life where I've either I've been thrown into it, into the deep end, um, so to speak, and, and had to build a bridge or, or I've chosen to as well. And, and definitely I, when I think about defining moments, it's always those moments where I've been challenged or I've set myself a challenge that I didn't think I could do. And the, my, my reserves of, of potentiality somehow come up every time. And, and it's so interesting you talking about combining your passions to build this bridge of a business, to build this career that you're doing. And there's so many people that probably listening that might not necessarily be happy with their career or they might be happy with certain elements of it and perhaps they want to combine those elements with other skills maybe other careers they've had maybe maybe passions maybe interests maybe just new areas that they wanted to explore in their life as a potential career how do you get the courage, first of all, to try out these new things, like these different things that other people haven't done before? They're running retreats in the Himalayan mountains, which no one else was, was actually doing, and certainly not in, in kind of personal development NLP world. Like, how do you get the courage and bravery to do that? And like, if someone else was thinking to do a similar thing, where could they start? Just do it. But of course, that's easier said than done. So I guess... If I were to relook at my experience, when I started, I didn't really set out thinking that this is my path and this is the only thing that I was going to do and this is my career. My first Himalayas retreat was that, let me see, let me build it, let me see what happens and then I'll take it, I'll take it from them and I only paid attention to that. I didn't really pay attention to thinking about it as, as the career or the way or the path forward. It's like that uh, very famous quote from Field of Dreams that you build it and they will come. Say that, that I wanted to just build it and do my part, build the experience, design the program, uh, design my retreat, build the website and put it out there and see if they come. And if they don't, it's okay. I know that doesn't work. Or if they don't, I know that I'll learn from it and do something else. But I just wanted to put it out there. And I think that's how, so that's how I see in terms of the Himalayas that I started. There were no strings attached to it. I didn't have to, I didn't put any financial pressure or anything. I just wanted to go that, okay, let's just start with it and see what happens. And more often than not from my experience, it has happened. It's just as a metaphor that comes to mind is skydiving. When you skydive, you're literally jumping out of an airplane, but you know that the parachute will open. And it's like, just taking a jump into it and trusting that the parachute will open. And more often than not, it does open. And I guess that's how I started with Himalayas. Yeah, there's this element of prototyping. Obviously, do it, just do it. But there's also an element of, okay, you don't have to give up your entire life to go for this. And you can do that. There is an element, you can test this out and you can learn from it and you can start small and you can. So in the case of careers, for example, it might be that you're thinking about a career in um, the charity sector. And so you work in a charity shop while you're at the weekends, one day a week while you're working your, your job weekdays and see that experience, test it out um, see 
uh, if it lights you up. And that, that really goes back to, you know, these the principles of NLP. One of the models in NLP is, is tote, t- test, operate, test, exit. It's all about testing. It's about finding out how your experience is when you jump into these things that you think you have a hypothesis for are going to be exciting, passionate, something of your dreams, something you want to, to try out. So this idea of, of just jumping in, I think it, even at a small scale and, and testing things out and learning from it is so important, not just for, for your career, but for your life, for whatever you want to do. And then going back to the what you said earlier, being aware of, of how you experience that new thing that you're testing out. And there might be a, oh gosh, I, I shouldn't have done that. In which case you've learned from it, but it also might be a, a defining moment, which could you know, pivot your entire life. So interesting that sharing that structure with me. In terms of incongruence, and I I guess another way to describe it is internal misalignment um, of of what you're doing in your life. And you can see it with people who are, and this includes me as well, many times in my life, who are unconsciously, you can see they're a little bit maybe slouched over or you, you could just see in their facial expressions when they're talking about a certain thing or project or job or uh, person or whatever but that they're saying one thing but unconsciously they, they don't mean it and or they're doing something but they don't necessarily it's not in their heart it's not something that aligns with them with their values with what they might unconsciously consider their their purpose and meaning in life in terms of incongruence what are some things that people can do now if they feel they're incongruent in their job, in their life? Are there certain steps that they can take right now to start finding a path to congruence and really feeling happier? Yeah, coming from NLP, the first question that I would ask to people is that what is it that they want to do? Because I think it's really important, and it's what we said, that saying yes to the unknown committing to the unknown is a similar structure that it's really important that first you say yes to congruence and move towards move towards congruence and then to start really thinking about a lot of the elements that we spoke about start looking at some of the defining moments of your life and then that gives you a sense of what are the kind of experiences that you want to have more and more in life and that this experience is usually relates to emotions that you want to feel more and more So I want to feel more adventurous or I want to feel more happy or I want to feel more fulfilling or I want to feel more free. And so what are some of those emotions that you want to experience more and more in life? Also, maybe it's important to pay attention to what are some of the emotions that you want to move away from so much in life. And that's an important aspect to pay attention to because often when people are stuck in a career path that they don't enjoy, they experience certain emotions that they don't like. And so to know that these are the emotions to step away from, I don't want to I don't want to feel overwhelmed or I don't want to, I don't, I, I know that I don't want to be part of something that's very uh, task oriented that, that kind of gives me overwhelmed. So knowing to what to move away from is also important. But once, I think once you're clear about this, then you can start looking at, okay, what are some of the things that you can do that you can, that can give you more and more experience of life that you want to have? What are some of the career paths? Like you said, it could be charity, then it could be a small step of going going to a charity and working for a for a day. If it's if it's building your own programs and retreats, 
then designing the smallest thing that you can possibly do and putting it out there. So anything, but within the experiences that you want to have, what is the thing that you can do that will give you the life that you want to live? And within that, what's the smallest step that that it that is easy for you to take, but it's also rewarding because that experience is important. And if the reward doesn't come, then you won't be motivated. And I think taking that action and moving towards that and then doing that more and more. I also, in fact, would suggest one more, a little different sort of a thought experiment to do. Because once you recognize the experience that you want to have, right? Even if you're not able to do, take a step in terms of changing the career, let's say for now, even if you're not able to do that immediately or right now, the thing that you can do is at least pay attention to five or six or 10 things that you can do that gives you that experience on a day-to-day basis. So what do I mean by that? For example, let's say if I want to experience more and more freedom or more and more adventure in life, let's take one freedom in life. I know that if I build this program, that will give me freedom. But if I'm not able to build this program right now, what I can do is pay attention to what are the five things in my day-to-day life that I can do that gives me experience of freedom. And it could be as small thing as just reading a book that I really enjoy. And that gives me experience of freedom. It could be it could be doing something that I really enjoy, like maybe writing for half an hour or playing a video game. And that can give you freedom. But the more you teach yourself to have that experience of freedom, the easier it gets to build your project and build your career towards that. Because I think what happens is at one level, the more it's like you get the taste of the blood, the more you experience that freedom, then it becomes unacceptable to not have that freedom. And once it becomes unacceptable to not have that freedom, then you would want to, like you, you, your ass would be on fire to really go and build that career because that's the freedom that you want to have in life. Yeah, that, that's really interesting concept of if you have a vision for what an activity or maybe a job or project that, that you spend your time doing that, that leads you to freedom, which might be one of your highest values. Yeah, of course you can start planning for that and it might be a big project but there are there's a massive scale of in terms of what you can do in order to um, experience that emotion of feeling free from reading a book all the way to traveling the world on a motorbike with a a motorbike gang or something a legal one (laughs) yes and but there's also this concept of in my mind of, of you, you are already free and you already, all of these emotions, literally neurochemical things that are happening in your body and the thoughts that you put to those emotions are your thoughts and they can dissolve if you just let go of those emotions. And um, I, re- I was reading a, a, a book recently, Letting Go by David R. Hawkins, and he talks about focusing, basically being present with whatever emotion that you have and, and just being aware of it, whether that's a painful one or, a, or a, a positive one, like joy, for example, but just being aware of it and not being so attached to it, but just being aware of it. And and actually that helps to, to let go of, of that having to to. to either resist emotions or or keep going towards them and I guess I'm having a conflict because a lot of NLP is about changing your state and and finding a desired state and some people would argue that actually letting go of your states and your emotions is is also another path to to enlightenment you could call it or fulfillment what would you say to to that concept of letting go of emotions rather than constructing experiences to have emotions 
I believe is that it, it's not an either or. I think it's an and. I think there are places where I would consciously think about the experience that I want to have and the emotions that I want to feel. And then there are places when I know that I get too attached to certain emotions and even positive emotions. Like I get attached to freedom and I get attached to adventure. And it's important for me to let go and just be present with where I am and rather than pay attention to those emotions. So I think it's dangerous to figure out that when do I need to pay attention to what makes a lot of makes a lot of sense. Because I think emotions definitely give me a direction in terms of the kind of life that I want to live, kind of career I want to build. But at the same time, the moment I get attached to them, then they sometimes start coming in a way because well, I'm just chasing them. And I think it also comes from the fundamental principle that in a way, like you mentioned just earlier, that way emotions are not something out there. And it's not something that we have to chase. Like we spoke about finding, it's not something we have to find or get to. We already are there. We just have to connect with it. So in a way, operating from the place that I'm already that person who I want to be allows me to give, get a sense of the kind of life that I want to live and experience I want to have. And also to pay attention to that when, when do I need to let go? Because the moment I let go, then I have a sense of my potential is expanded so much more because there's no label on me. And it's just, that's what we even define it as enlightenment in, because there's no box around me of anything. I'm just I am, and there's no end to that statement. I just am. That's definitely such an expansive space to be at. Yeah. One thing that springs to mind when when you talk about that, either letting go of emotions or actually moving towards them through experience and having, actually, it's about having a balance in my life. It really does. That really does make sense. It, there's something that drives me to plan an experience that I know will create an emotion in me and other people. And, and that is a real drive to actually take give me more motivation and behave and take all the steps to achieve that and but then on the other on the other side it, it can if you're not careful lead to things like addictions or just repetitive behaviors where it could go out of balance if you're chasing those emotions too much one one example that springs to mind when we were in switzerland together and we we were doing a retreat there and there was a pub i think it was in lauterbrunn and the lovely mountain town there and it was the pub was famous for having lots of base jumpers jumpers. yeah they were but they flew in these like wingsuits every day and talking to these people in the pub it was really interesting how much they were chasing that that feeling of exhilaration of the rush of adrenaline and that is what made them feel alive and actually i'm sure there's many defining moments in their life when they are flying through the air over 100 miles an hour i think and and rushing through nature but then when you listen to when we both listen to their stories there was elements of so much sacrifice people selling their their house and spending literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and and the relationships they'd given up and knowing so many friends that had died because it was such a dangerous sport that they were really chasing that emotion. And, and so you're totally right. I think obviously people do that in other darker areas like alcohol addiction and that kind of stuff. But you really hit the nail on the head. It's really about having that balance and that awareness of when to let go, when you have control to attach and let go of the of the experiences that you seek and i think that's a really fundamental concept to to share with listeners just to be aware of that as well nishit before i ask my last question where can people find you uh, and connect with you and how can they go on your retreats and learn nlp from you 
like I have. I think the easiest way to connect with me is I think Instagram is the best place. You can find me as Shah, that is S-H-A-H underscore Nishit. That's N-I-S-H-I-T-H. That's the easiest way to connect with me. I've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse recently, and that's a great place. And if you connect with me, we can even have great conversations. Same, you can find me as Nishit Shah. If you search for it, you'll find me. Uh, these are, I think, the easiest way. But if you want to connect professionally, also you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Nishit Shah NLP and you'll see my profile. Perfect. My last question, Nishit. I definitely see you as someone that lives with passion, purpose and balance in your life. I call that to burn from within, to live with passion, purpose and balance. And having done various retreats with you, trainings with you, traveled around the world with you and got to know you over many years. What do you think is a one thing, Nishit Shah, that you think has enabled you to burn from within? So I think one thing, if I were to just say one specific thing it's grounded in the experiences that i want to have more in life and what's helped me is it's 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 making it unacceptable to not have these experiences for me to sort of have any any other life that doesn't have these experiences is not acceptable for me and i think that's one of the biggest things that that i literally get restless the moment i go in the direction okay i'm trying to i'm getting to live the life that I don't want to live. And I think the biggest thing that's, that's driving me is really having this strong vision that I have to really create oneness on this planet. And that vision drives these experiences and these experiences allows me to have that fire within me. Yeah, and very powerful vision as well that you have. And you have brought so many people together from around the world running things like the, the global nlp conference doing your retreats uh, all over the world running master classes with so many different interesting thought leaders and, and, and teachers of, of our time and keep pursuing that vision that, that you have and living it it's not just the vision you are actually living it now and very interesting about having no tolerance to, to dropping that standard of whenever you feel you're going off a path and being incongruent with actually who you want to be you you feel it and you take action and you stop it and and that is that is something that i think we all would strive um for and can do as well that's something that i am now reflecting on and and how i can incorporate more of that structure into my life nishit thank you so much it's been a a really fascinating interview we've talked about a lot of different things and gone deep in in a lot of different areas which i loved so thank you very much thank you so much matt for having me here and as always conversation with us are such amazing profound resources i loved having this conversation with you thank you for having me awesome thanks nishit wow we talked about a lot of different things in that interview yet there were some common threads that connected the structure of Nishit's thinking process. Acceptance for the unexpected in giving up his future career at NASA and in the current COVID spread in India. Focusing on what you can control in your career and life gives you power to feel personal progress and a way to contribute. There are many paths in life we can be happy in. So if your initial dream doesn't work out, By pondering the structure underneath what you wanted from that initial life path, you can generate alternative career or life plans that serve fulfilling those same core values, desired feelings and purpose. Check out the show notes for ways to find out more about NLP, Neurolinguistic Programming, and designing your life thinking. And if you enjoyed this talk, Go and leave a review on ratethispodcast.com forward slash burn from within. That's ratethispodcast.com forward slash burn from within. 
Stay updated with more inspiring interviews by hitting the subscribe or follow button now on your player. And until next time, live with passion, purpose and balance and burn from within.